Hey, thanks for checking out this podcast from Sports Kita Wrestling. Wherever you're getting this podcast, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to it because that helps us climb up the proverbial podcast ladder to win the podcast intercontinental championship. I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Just support the show, share the link, or you stink. God. <laughs> wow. On, <laughs> I tell you uh that's how you feel about after tonight, man. Yeah, I gotta bring the disco puppet back on set, man. You do, you yes. do, man. Chris, I gotta tell you something, and I want Raju, I want Raju to uh clip this off the top. Yeah. Now, over on Russo'sBrand.com, when we have a conspiracy theory, okay. we play this first, Chris. Ooh. I got a conspiracy theory, and this is the most important thing uh, that I am going to say this week. So, right. Raju, if you want to clip this and get it out to everybody. Um, and this is, this, is, this is an very educated observation in just watching this show, especially since Triple H took over. Okay. Because, bro, when, when it's when it was Vince McMahon at his age, you could have blamed uh, senility, uh, old age, out of touch. There were there, there were a hundred things to point the finger to when Vince McMahon was putting trash on television. Yeah. I am talking about now from the day Triple H took over. Chris, give me a ballpark. I know you're good with dates and I'm horrible at them. When did he take over this show? Uh, Vince went on hiatus in June. And he officially uh, retired in July. So it's been since June, about six months. About six months. Mm-hmm. Now, bro, regardless of people being in denial and, and, you know, my uh, adversaries actually believing that I'm making up uh, that I was a consultant for USA for two years, which, like, really, then, bro, then why wouldn't I say I'm consulting for AEW, right? (laughs) Chris, I would say I'm consulting for everybody, okay? But... So you got to understand, bro, this is very educated now. And I had a two-year relationship with the USA Network very recently. Chris, this is the conclusion I come to. Bro, I think they're purposely tanking this show. Really? And I am not joking. I am not kidding around. When you look at the way they produce SmackDown compared to the way they produce this show – what players go on SmackDown, what players go on this show, I knew USA was not happy and they were getting very vocal. And, bro, let, let, let's face it, bro, they did, the WWE did not know I was consulting with USA Network until I said it publicly after the fact. Yeah. So they were probably not happy about that, bro. You can't, you cannot write a show this poorly for six straight months. Chris, here's what I think. I think they want to go streaming with Raw. I think they want to charge you for Raw. Mm. I think they already have a partner in place, and they are just going through the motions, waiting for this USA Network contract to be over. 
I am not making this up. I am not being over the top. Bro, you you can't just book a show of match after match after match after match for six months. You can't. Triple H is not that bad, bro. He can't be that bad, especially, Chris, when I'm seeing Angle was on SmackDown, you know. Bro, I'm telling you, they're done with USA Network. They are purposely tanking this. They are going to take Raw on a streaming service, and they're going to charge you monthly to watch it. Mm. This is by design, Chris, because I cannot believe that Triple H is is this inept. I can't believe it, bro, and I won't believe it. It's... I think that's a fair theory. I, I do. I think that's a very fair theory. Um, but here's the thing. With their ratings being so bad, do you think people will even, you know, go to any new people will go to like a Peacock or an Amazon Prime just for the WWE? Though? Bro, they've got 1.5 million people that will pay for the show. You think so? Yeah, obviously, bro, the audience they have right now will sit through anything, Mm. through anything. So if they're doing the math and, you know, there's 1.5 million people out there that will pay for this show every week. So on top of, you know, they'll get a licensing fee from, from uh, you know, whatever uh, a service it is. Then on top of that, they'll get a percentage of the subscription. Bro, the money will work out to be more than it is that they get for USA Network. So the 1.5, how much do you think of the 1.5 are already sub to Peacock? Say, say for instance, theoretically, if they move over to Peacock. How much of that 1.5 do you think is already subbed to Peacock? That is a great point, Chris. If I had to guess, I, I mean, is there any other way for them to see the but, – but, bro, I'm not talking about it. I'm talking about two separate things now. So, so who else will they go – say, for instance, if they go to Amazon Prime or something right. like that. That's what I'm um, talking about. So so they, they're the going to get their Peacock money, bro, to, for the pay-per-views. Yeah. So they've already got an audience there paying on Peacock. Yeah. They will get those same people to go to another streaming service to watch Monday Night Raw. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, if they put it on Peacock, it wouldn't make sense because the the 1.5, the majority of them already have Peacock, only paying five, ten bucks. Yeah, yeah, it's it's going to be a whole new. It's yeah. going to be a a a whole a whole new partner, bro. So if they go to so if they go to Prime Video, they, it would be you know another sub you know yep. uh, outlet. So absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> now, now you know now, bro. They want to stay on Fox. Fox yeah. is important to them. Very mm-hmm. important, bro. I'm I'm telling you, listen, man. I am sure. They were really, really pissed off with USA when they found out I was involved with USA for two years. I I am sure. Because, bro, I'll tell you this, too. Even when I stopped working with USA, uh, um, Chris, we still used to be in contact. Mm -hmm. The last couple of times I reached out to USA, bro, silence. Really? So I would not be the least bit surprised if mm. it got back to them, and mm. um, that that maybe that was the camel because, bro, there's there's no effort being put into this no. show. What what whatsoever, bro? Horrible, whatsoever. Man, <clears throat> speaking of effort, man, you put some effort in uh, talking about Vince McMahon's uh, on his documentary. Before we get to that, awesome sauce, two dollars super chat, bro. Thoughts on The Rock joining the Bloodline, possibly? Would you be uh, Would you be game for that, Vince? Oh, the Rock no, joined the no, Bloodline. No, I, 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 bro, listen, I'm, I'm sorry, awesome. So I don't want to see The Rock having anything to do with wrestling. If if it's a one and done, and he makes a boatload of money, you know, and, and he helps them out, yeah. but to to be a part of something ongoing, I, I I think Rock would have to be out of his mind to do yeah. that at this point. He's on Young Rock. He's yeah. you know, he has his own Seven Bucks Productions, doing his own uh, movies. Uh, you know, he even done the uh, the Vice uh, special for the um, 
the t- tales of the territories. I've watched almost all of them. I love stuff like that. I, I love old school documentaries. That territory series that he worked with Vice with, fantastic, fantastic series that I really enjoyed. Uh, my, my buddy Greg Gagne uh, has been on there. And uh, yes, really fun, really fun. Speaking of that, Vice is also uh, doing something with uh, Vincent Kenny McMahon that you were on. Uh, let the listeners know just, um, you know, what was the what was the backstage, you know, uh, presence? What was the backstage goings on of getting opportunity to work with Vice again? Well, bro, let me let me let me let me tell you that story, Chris, because it's very, very, very important. OK. Mm-hmm. The first time I worked with Vice, it was about the brawl for all. Yep. And one of the reasons why I did it, bro, was because. Like the brawl for all was a shoot. Like it was all straightforward. It's not like it's not like the plane ride from hell where I was on the plane and now I'm giving you secrets of, you know, Flair did this and this. it was straightforward. It was shoot. So it wasn't um it wasn't sensational. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that was one of the reasons why I agreed to do it, plus the fact that they paid me to do it. But what happened, bro, was since there really wasn't anything sensational, they tried to turn it into some angle between me and Cornette. And I didn't appreciate that because that's not what I signed up for. Mm. So when they called me again, bro, I said to them, I said, bro, you guys screwed me last time. I'm not interested in working with you guys again. Uh, it, it wasn't right what you did the first time around. However, this was an entirely different division in Vice. This was like the news division. This had nothing to do with Dark Side of the Ring. So the guy explained that to me. I was working with different people on this than I worked with uh, on on the original. So, you know, again, they paid me well. And I wound up doing it, but Chris, I I'd lie to I'd be lying to you if I didn't tell you there always is going to be a concern of what they're gonna take out of context. Because, yeah. bro, at the end of the day, they want sensational. Like that's what they want. And you know, you know me, bro. I love to talk. So if I'm giving a two-minute answer and there's a 10-second clip in there. I mean, that's what they do. I knew that going in, Mm -hmm. okay? But I also know, bro, I got to promote me. I got to promote the brand. This was a a payday. But I, I will tell you this, Chris. There is nothing I said in that documentary that I wouldn't have said straight to Vince McMahon's face. One, one thousand percent the way i felt what i thought about working for him what i thought about this situation i did not say anything that i would not have said directly to him but again how they edit it you know that's why chris i won't i won't even watch it i i I don't want to watch it i i i know what it is but again, bro, I've got to think of my ba- my brand promoting me, promoting yep. myself, yep. and uh, we'll we'll see how it turns out. But um, I I was one hundred percent honest in it, like I always am. Yes, indeed, absolutely. Should be fun to watch. Uh, for me, I, again, man, I'm a big fan of documentaries. I'd I'd watch documentaries if. If USA subbed Raw for documentaries for old school wrestling documentaries every week, I'd be I'd be a fan. I'd, I'd much more prefer that than I enjoyed all the dark sides. But I do understand from a standpoint of someone who actually was featured on Dark Side, how much they can twist it and turn it to make it you know fit their gimmick. So. Yeah. I understand that. Um, but yeah, they, the the Legends documentaries, you know, all of those things, I, I'm a big fan of. So we shall see uh, how that turns out. All right. Without further ado, man, you want to talk about anything else before we dive into Raw? We usually talk about football or something fun or the Dahmer series or, or something, something fun before we dive into this, man. Do you have anything else? I just think, I, I, bro, I'm, I'm seeing more and more stuff on TV, bro. Like, I just, 
man, I, I really hope people are really taking stuff in and opening up their eyes because I am seeing so much on television now where the media, they, they, they had an agenda, they had a story that they wanted to tell. And then, bro, all of a sudden, when you hear the other side of the story, it's a completely different story. And, bro, I'll be honest with you. I think my interest in these are the way I'm treated. Hmm. You know, you, you you had Dave Meltzer and all these dirt sheet writers paint a picture about Vince Russo, you know, Jim Cornette, because yeah. he hates New Yorkers, mm-hmm. paint a picture about Vince Russo that everybody believed for years and years and years. Then when you hear me talk, when you get to know me, when you you see that I've told the same story for the last 30 years, all of a sudden it's, you know, wait a minute. Yeah. And, and bro, it blows me away. I'm watching this great doc on Netflix with uh, Harry. And and Meghan Markle, and it's their side of the story. And of course, bro, they were made out to be these two super villains and what they were doing to the royal family. But when you watch this, it's that okay, wait a minute. And I and 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 I'm like you, Chris. I love things like this because a lot of these stories we get, bro, they're so one-sided. Yeah. That you know, bro. Wait a minute, bro. That uh, uh, Casey Anthony, you know, she's got she's got that show on. It's the yeah. same thing, bro. It's the you know, bro. Come on, it's not that cut and dry. Mm-hmm. So I'm like you, Chris. I really, I really love when the other side finally has a voice, and then yeah. you can hear it, and then you can make a decision. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Good stuff, man. Well, let's. Uh... Speaking of the other side, the other side of coin is uh, Raw, and uh, we're starting with Alexa Bliss uh, defeating Bailey. She is the number one contender, and so interestingly enough, Bianca comes in afterwards. She goes for a handshake. Alexa Bliss goes for a hug. All of a sudden, she gets into a trance, and she uh, sets up for Sister Abigail. And all of a sudden, she looks at. Bianca was looking at her like, what the heck is going on? The Bray Wyatt's uh, logo flickers, and that causes her to get into a trance. And so somehow, so so Bray's a baby face on SmackDown, feuding with LA Knight. But on Raw, Alexa Bliss is getting, part, being a part of the Bray trance again. But it seems like she's moving over to heel when he's a face. I'm not quite sure what's going on. Yes, it is time. I think I think it's time for Joey. So hopefully, hopefully you have a good explanation. Here we go, Joey. Time out. Time out. Time out, Joey. Time out, Joey. All right, Chris. I want to say this first, bro. When I was in the business. I never accused anybody of anything when it came to enhancements, when it came to drugs, mm-hmm. when it came to somas, when it came to uppers and downers. I never accused anybody. You know why, Chris? Because I never did any of that stuff. So how could I say so-and-so is on this? What I used to do is I would go to one of the boys and say, bro, can you go have a conversation with so-and-so? And then, because the boys had done it. So if somebody was on Soma or this and that, the, the boys knew, you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's how I would handle it. Bro, I got to tell you something, man. Uh, uh, this is a naked eye, and this is somebody that's a fan Bianca Belair, bro, is just getting too jacked. I, I, I mean, fr- fr- it's, it's getting to the point of freaky. freaky. You know she was in a. Uh, I know uh, it. I, I know it, bro. Yeah, I, I know it. So I just, I just want to say that mm-hmm. because it's getting freaky big. I also want to say this, bro. Mm-hmm. This woman is your champion. Why is she just sitting out there and not on color? 
She's your champion, bro. Don't you want to get her over? Do you have zero confidence? And if you have zero confidence, bro, you got a producer in her headset Mm -hmm. telling her what to say. I don't understand, bro, why they just have her sitting out there when she could be using this time to get herself over on commentary. Yeah, yeah. That's a fair point, and uh, they're still not really doing a good job making Bianca Belair stand above the rest. Of no, the people. no. And it goes and, back into the fact that you know what we were talking about. They need they need woman agents. Yeah, I, mean, they, I they agree. Need, they need woman agents, and like it's just you, you're going to feel like everybody else if there's not a distinguished you know uh, uh, you know set of people that really understands you and really knows you. Um, and get to the point where they can write for you because right. it's just like she just feels like everybody else. Oh gosh, come on! <laughs> we go with that mess again. Oh, it's here to stay now, bro. I, I'm oh, I'm not talking to these two. Uh, there, <laughs> uh, and and Chris, like with the Alexa Bliss thing, I'm just like, bro, we're really going back to that well. Yeah, uh, are we really going back to that well again? Yeah, it's horrible. I, I just. It's like okay, why are you doing it again? Because the, back back then it was like to set up for the fiend, but like Bray Wyatt is a whole different persona on. But SmackDown. who who's the uncle? Who's it? Uncle Happy on SmackDown? Uh, who is Howdy. it? Could yeah. he? Could she be working for him? Maybe is that what this is? Yeah, but the thing is, he's like Uncle Howdy is um, causing. Like okay, Uncle Howdy is causing um, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt to kind of go back into that demented, you know, twisted type of feel because he doesn't want to hit or he doesn't want to, um, you know, uh, be that villain or or not even really a villain but have that dark side to him. And LA Knights keep pushing him and pushing him and pushing him, and so he'll have like those moments and those flashes and things like that and then then he'll do something with la night or feel like dark and twisted but that's but he's a baby face though and that's what i don't understand like alexa bliss is like going to the dark side and going doing this whole thing that she did a couple years ago all over again like it's like you're, you're going right back to it i just i just think it's a really in all, it, it's it's a contrived and just kind of an artificial way to bring her back into a heel character. Like, why would you go back to I something? I, 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 bro, I, I told you our rule of thumb was we didn't repeat what you saw. And, bro, I'm talking about what you saw 10, 20 years ago. I'm not yeah. talking about what you saw six months ago. Yeah. I'm talking about if you saw it 10 years ago and we remembered it, we didn't repeat it. We just went through this. Yeah. <laughs> the whole, yeah. It's like the buildup. And the first one was actually decent. You know, I mean, it was intriguing as far as just the buildup to that character. And I think, and I've said before, Alexa Bush has done really good at, at, you know, whatever was thrown at her. But it's like, again, like I said before, that's not building a Hall of Fame career. I mean, building it's not building a Hall of Fame career saying, hey, you were able to do really good with very with various or, or, or many variations of different characters but who was alexa bliss though you know what i mean like what is alexa bliss going to the hall of fame for like just doing a bunch of different characters in her dinner uh, during her tenure i just it just doesn't make sense to me yeah uh next we have uh aj styles defeating chad gable uh, this was just such a throwaway segment. Oh, I, I think I was playing. Uh, I, put, I put a picture out on on uh, Twitter. I think I was playing Space Invaders during this match. Nice. nice. Who, 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 who's watching this match? And and for what reason? For for it's because it's a good match. Come on, bro. Like what a waste. What just, is it what matter, a waste. man? It's, it is a waste. It's what an absolute waste, waste of time, man. Who's over here? Is this like okay? This is a moment for AJ Styles to get over for what? I mean, like it just you've so play it's so you know, bro. You know, you know what a lot of this stuff is. We're gonna keep getting back to, bro. It's all so played out. 
It is, man. Every everything we've seen, everything before, yeah. it's all played out, bro. Yeah. Yeah. We we we've seen uh we've seen um Elias before. Yeah. We've seen the OC before. Yeah. We we've seen Alexa Bliss now. Alpha Academy, same thing. Right. Over, we've over, seen over, over. all of this a million times. And again, bro, great if it's a house show. Because you got a new audience and a new town and a new city every night. Yeah. Not when you've got the same viewing audience at home, bro. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, agreed. Uh, backstage, Johnny Gargano, Dexter Loomis, and Candice LeRae uh, talk about where the money. And then Nikki Cross is lurking in the background. I don't even know. I don't know if you noticed her back there. Just I, I didn't. I, I didn't, yeah. bro. Yeah. Just weird. What do you think about this one here? Just the, the pre-tape in the back? Yeah. Well, uh, again, bro, I was looking forward to the character Dexter Loomis was going to be. Yeah, now he's giving people well, story thumbs bro, up. I, I, I wrote a little bit for this guy when I was consulting at TNA, Sam Shepard. And, you know, we, we started... Shaw, I think it was. What was it? Sam, Sam Shaw. Shaw. Yeah, we started, we started talking and stuff, you know, through Twitter. And he very, very intelligent, always think mm -hmm. he, he's that Bray Wyatt, bro. Mm -hmm. Always Elias too. They're always thinking, always thinking. And I was really looking forward to, oh, we can have some fun with this. Mm -hmm. Now they got this evil stalker, killer, giving out Christmas gifts eight weeks in. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about just totally <laughs> just obliterated the potential of his character, man. And just it's it's horrible. You know why he switched over because he was at the PC and they weren't impressed with his work work. <laughs> very nice, bro. Very nice. I do want to let you know, bro. Thank you very much, Chris. Because if you go to Pro Wrestling Tees now, Vince Russo, you can buy the rope work. Nice. Available today, bro. Rope work. Pro Wrestling Tees. Rope work. Rope work, bro. Very nice. Man. Very nice. That's see. That's see, I'm a businessman, man. That makes me happy. That's that's the way to cash in. Old rope work, ladies and gentlemen. Speaking of rope work, we got wrestling red beer five dollar super chat. This show needed more yes. rope work. I'm sure Al Snow would agree. Who's in uh, Red Beard's little heart there? Who is that, Chris? Uh, I don't know. Some some crush. Interesting. <laughs> I'm no Red Beard. What is uh? What is that person? Uh, who's yeah. that person inside your heart there? Interesting. Uh Joseph 499 Super Chat. Keep keep them coming, SK Nation. Is it just me or have all That's the rest a great points brought back that nothing but show why Vince let them go to begin Man, with? Fantastic. Joseph, that's a great point. That that is a who who has wow. shined? Who wow. had who has shined? Name one person that has come out from NXT that has shined. I'm literally looking at that. That's uh, a great point, bro. I never looked at it that way, Joe. Gargano hasn't. Loomis hasn't. Larray nope. definitely hasn't. Nope. The, 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 the Sky Sisters have not. Nope. Haven't shined. Gargano has not. Nope. Yeah. Oof. I can't, like, I'm looking. Elias hasn't. Well, he he, he wasn't booked, but... um, Yeah. I'm looking at everybody on here right now from from the show and not one person shined so. bro did you see one thousand percent he gave it away he he might as well have just put over the sports kita show did you hear what grave said bro you think they're not watching this show what do you say if you're watching this show by the way triple h like you absolutely i i, I can't even say you suck because i know you're tanking the show I, I know you're doing it on purpose. Bro, did you not hear what he said? What he said? What's that? At one point, he called, I think, Tazawa Kalantai. He called him some ridiculous name like Kalantai. And he followed that up with, put that on a t shirt. 
bro, what, what, what did I say last week about Rhea Ripley's name? And, bro, by the way, by the way, they did not refer to Rhea Ripley as, as the eradicator. eradicator now. Bro, did I not say, yeah, bro, I'm going to run out and buy that T-shirt tomorrow. With the perfect. Thank you, Corey Grace. Now, listen, Corey, oh, all you got to do is tell the rest of them they need to start listening to what yes, we're indeed. talking we are not the enemy, bro. Yes, we are indeed. not the enemy, bro. That is true. Corey Graves, you would be all right in my uh, you would be all right in my book if you use the phrase rope work next week. Yes, bro, bro. If somebody gets rope work in there next week, I will pop you. <laughs> I will pop you. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. Um, let's see. Next we have uh Desmond Day defeating the Street Profits in Akio Tozawa. Um, yeah, this was built up from yes from last week and waste of time and energy, bro. Yeah, I mean, what's up with these build ups just for like the next? That's week all it is. That's all it is. Done, That's it, know? bro. They 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 buy two weeks. That's yeah. it. Horrible. And what in the world was was up with the Milwaukee crowd? They were dead. Yeah. They were dead as a doornail, man. It was just, just horrible. And, and like, if you, you, you produced, I mean, you, you were really big on television. <clears throat> if you saw such a dead crowd like Milwaukee was today or tonight, what would, like, what would be discussed in the post, you know, post production meetings? Dark in the crowd. Oh, okay. Not not completely dark, yeah. but bring those lights down even more, bro. As much yeah. as you can. That that's that's what a good director would do. Yeah, but it wasn't any. It was not any cheers. It was just. I mean, it was there. There was nobody engaged. It was just flat for the the whole time, man. Who who would be the person? Who would be accountable for that? If like it was super flat, super dead. Who will be the person they will look at? Kevin Dunn. Kevin Dunn. And bro, I got to I got to tell you something about Kevin Dunn. People, a lot of people don't like Kevin Dunn. A lot of people don't like me, you know. But one thing I got to say about Kevin Dunn: if Kevin Dunn saw what you saw, he would not be afraid to tell Vince that. Hmm. And he would basically say to Vince, "Vince, the crowd is dead. We're gonna, you know, dim dim the lights." He would not be afraid to point that out to Vince. That that's hmm. why I always like Kevin. Kevin was not afraid to tell Vince what he didn't want to hear, bro. Yeah. yeah. So what would Vince do? Like if Kevin Dunn told Vince, like, man, let's either one, let's not come in Milwaukee for a while because the crowd was flat or what in the world can we improve to make the crowd more exciting next week? Bro, I would, I would say, I would say for as long as he's been there and Vince's relationship with Kevin, Vince probably listened to Kevin more than anybody hmm. without a shadow of a doubt, especially like, of course, Vince knows TV, but Vince also knows that Kevin knows TV more. Hmm. He would always listen to Kevin, bro, when it came to TV, always. Hmm. And I I never one time second guess Kevin Dunn when it came to TV. Hmm. Very interesting. We have uh, <clears throat> so the Gorgano and Loomis uh, gimmick. They go out, try to pass gifts. They pass gifts out at the uh, aisle on the ringside. It is time for Joe. Where you at, Joey? Time out! Time out! Time out, Joey! Time out, Joey! Please help me with this. Is it not bad enough that you named your kid Quill? Because, bro, when 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 I hear Quill, I, I think of Quail. You know that dove-like bird. Quail is yeah. the closest thing I can think of to Quill. Is it not bad enough that you named your kid Quill, and this poor kid's gonna probably get ridiculed this whole entire lifetime? But then you got to go out and tell the world. We named our son Quill. Like, really, bro? But th this is what I mean, bro, about them being cute. We named our son Quill, and he's baby wrestling. Bro, what, like, what? what is this, bro? You sound like, bro, you, you know what it is, bro? You sound like a dad. 
So yeah. go home and be a dad. Yeah. If if bro, if you're a wrestler, bro, part of you has to be a tough guy. Even mm-hmm. a little 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 part, Chris. You can't be talking about Quill and baby wrestling and you know this this, this is his stroller come it's too much bro you sound like a dad that wants to be a stay-at-home dad with your kid then why are you here bro go do that now bro see like if if i'm a heel that is what i am picking up on you don't belong here do you hear yourself talk go home bro take quill to the park take quill go 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 on the what's the thing back and forth? The teeter totter. Go on the yeah. teeter totter with baby. Ra- this is what I'm talking about. I I don't I don't know. Does that think it makes him likable? And you know, bro, maybe in a different forum that would work, yeah. but not this forum, bro. Yeah. Well. <clears throat> I have three kids and I am not, you know, we, we don't plan on having a fourth. But if we do have a fourth, you know what I'm going to name my fourth child? What are you going to name him? I'm going to name him. The eradicator. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Well, that's a great name, bro. Now, now, now that you would tell the world about. Yes, indeed. You know? yes, indeed. Yes. There's my son, right? There's my son, Eradicator. That's yeah. I'm gonna name if I I'm 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 gonna be 62, but if by chance I have another kid, I'm gonna name him Sparrow. 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 Very nice. Be the name my next Sparrow. Sparrow. Very but nice. bro, this whole thing. Oh, bro, I swear to God. And and again, guys, you you can go listen to every other raw review you want. Here's what you're not gonna get. Do not tell me. Do not tell me there is not existing heat between Triple H and The Miz. And, bro, mm. I wasn't even watching back then. I wasn't even wa- – I know Miz was on um, the MTV show. Yeah. I wasn't even watching wrestling when Miz broke into the business. But I can promise you something went down before between him and Triple H because now, I swear to God, bro, I said this on, on, on Twitter. Bro, just put a big red nose on Miz. I mean, that's who he is at this point. He's a clown, bro. He's a, and and that's the thing. Here's what we're losing more and more and more of, of Chris, the tough guy. It's all right to have the chicken, you know what, heel. Mm -hmm. It's okay to have, and you know, that's the Brian Christopher first Mm -hmm. name that comes to mind Mm -hmm. that works. But yeah. now, bro, where you got everybody being so soft and everybody being a comedian, bro, yeah. it worked if it was one guy and he fit the mold. But now we got Gargano who wants so hard to get over with the people. Yeah. You've got Miz just acting like a total. Mo- I- I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on an elf co- costume. Like, re- I'm really gonna do that. If if that's me, I'm saying, hey, trips. I got a better idea. Why don't you put on the elf <laughs> costume and go out there in the lobby? Yeah. Oh, they're, they're they're making now a total joke out of him, bro. And who really cares that this is culminating to a double money ladder match for next week? And why? And why do they always, or at least oftentimes, we got a couple of super chats. So thank you, SK Nation. We'll get to them. Why do they oftentimes have the baby faces? plug something that's going to happen next week that is such a heel thing to do like hey guess what milwaukee it's going to be me versus him (sighs) next week boo like it's just like if you're there live why in the world would i want to know about something that's going to happen next week i paid my money to see as much as i possibly can here tonight in this show and you're plugging something about next week i don't care about that that's definitely a healer's move to do and and then bro we're right back to the massive balls and the tiny balls and oh my god bro um bro i you know bro i I, the the only the only thing this segment was good for 
is kids in the crowd got free merch. And I'm sure they were excited and over the moon. But for this to take up TV time like this, bro. That's one of those things that all good that they do, but that's one of those things that if they're in a commercial and they're trying to, you know, kill the two or three minutes during the commercial break, that's perfect for that. I mean, the kids will love that if they did that, but to have this on television, it just, it really was a waste. Uh, we have Joseph with a 499 Super Chat. Bro, maybe the crowds wouldn't be dead if they gave us actual storytelling instead of only booking to find an excuse for a match, and that's what they have been doing a lot. God, Chris, I swear, I was watching a scene today because over there on uh, Russo's brand, every two weeks, I break down an hour of the Attitude Era. Chris, I don't know if you know this or not, but I, I was just watching today, bro. And, and, and here's how the story built. Kane comes in and he's wiping everybody out. And, you know, he wants to fight Bear, Paul Bear is getting Kane. He's trying, go taker, go taker, go taker. Takers, I will not find my brother. I will not find my brother. He's goating him. He's goating him. So, bro, Kane goes through. Listen to this storytelling. Kane goes through everybody. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, everybody he, he went through, Chris, now they come together as one. It's like the town, and we're going after Frankenstein with the torches, right? Mm-hmm. So now, bro, Kane's in there like against 10 guys, and now they're they're getting heat on Kane, getting heat on Kane. Bro, Taker makes the save. Mm. The next week, Paul Bearer comes out by himself all disheveled. I haven't slept for the last seven days. Kane has left. Kane's gone. I don't know where Kane is. Kane, come home. He's cutting that promo, right? Mm-hmm. So, bro, the next week, DX is in the ring. Okay, bro? DX is in the ring. Taker's got a match coming up at the Royal Rumble, a casket match against Shawn Michaels. Yeah. So, DX now is trying to recruit Kane. Do you guys see how this is a story, bro? You see the story? They're trying to recruit Kane. Yeah. Taker's music and entrance. So now Taker comes out, bro. Goozles Sean. Mm -hmm. At the time, Triple H had had a crutch. Nails Taker across the back with the crutch. China starts putting the boots to him. Now they start dogpiling Taker. Mm-hmm. bro the lights go out and that organ the place goes bananas okay here comes kane down to the ring bro lays out triple h lays out dx they get out of dodge kane follows them up to the ramp mm-hmm. okay as kane's following up them up to the ramp kane turns around as takers getting up in the ring Okay, bro. Kane looks at they and bro, these are two pros that know exactly how to sell this. Yeah. So now they're looking at each other. It's the eye contact, bro. And then Kane does this. Yeah, I remember that. Bro, yeah. the place became unglued. And bro, now Taker did it too. milking it, mm. milking it, milking yeah. it, bro. He drops to one knee, rolls his eye back, and does this. Bro, the place was ballistic. Do you guys see how that was three months of storytelling? And that led to uh, Kane uh, scorching, like turning on Taker at Rumble, right? I, I don't I don't even remember, bro. Oh, okay, okay. I don't we'll even get to it. Remember. Yeah, but yeah, with yeah. The guys, to, to get responses like that from an audience yeah. is months of storytelling, Chris. And, and here's the point of this, bro. When we get to the end of the show, do we really care if Bobby Lashley's fired or not? Right. I mean, <laughs> let, let's be. I, I love Lashley, bro. I work with the guy, but I'm talking about the way they're putting these yeah. stories. Do we really care if we don't see Lashley again? Yeah, and that's, and again, you know, I'm a huge Lashley fan. Right, so am I, and, bro. And right. all of pro wrestling. But I, I mean, I, as a fan of Bobby Lashley, like I saw that that segment, I'm like, I mean, I, I don't, I don't care. I mean, like it, it just didn't make 
it didn't cause any type of intrigue. It wasn't like it was a terrible cliffhanger. We'll get to it in a minute. Uh, before then, Alex four nine nine super chat bro. Question for both of you: Who would be on your Mount Rushmore of African American wrestlers? Wow. Yeah, you go first, Chris. I don't know, man. I have to I have to think about it. Yeah, I'm writing down. I'm yeah. writing down too. <laughs> um, wow. Oh, okay, the first person I think of, uh, Booker T. I'm thinking uh, Junkyard Dog. Wow. Um, um, hmm. Ernie Ladd comes to mind. Um, Booker T, Junkyard Dog, and Ron Simmons. We got two. We got two, bro, out of the four. I got Ladd and Simmons. Okay. Well, you got to put The Rock in there, right? Uh, sure, but he's more Samoan. Like, well, but, but his dad was African American, bro. Yeah, I wouldn't put him in there though. I, I wouldn't because he's he's more of known for the Samoan heritage. And then I'm gonna tell uh Stevie Ray because I'm doing my show with him in a couple of days. I'm gonna tell him you said Booker T and not him. Uh, singles. He's in my all time <laughs> tag team. Well, I don't know, but also I, I bro. I, he, I, I don't, you know, you are a historian, Chris. So, like, if this was anybody else, I would say this was probably a little bit before your time. But I know you're gonna know exactly who I'm talking about, bro. Bobo Brazil. Oh, Bobo, yeah, yeah. Bobo yeah. was the oh, yeah. best, bro. Yeah, yeah, he he. To me, he definitely has to go in there, dog too, bro. Junkyard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. just as far as popularity, he was the yeah. man. Uh, in, in Louisiana, the Mid South territories, we yeah. know, with uh, with Bill Watts, and I mean Junkyard Dog just has a character. You know, all four of those names are Hall of WWE Hall of Famers. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean JYD. I remember as a kid. Um, there we go with uh, the gimmick again. Uh, and that's funny because when we did the the show last week, it didn't do it at all. So I'm, I don't know. It's just every time I don't know why it does that. It people. Or who knows this this software? Why does it randomly take my camera off? I'm not quite sure, but um, <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, with J with JYD, he was just so infectiously popular, man. Like he was he was the man in WWE. Um, Vince, you know, <clears throat> we talking about <laughs> talking about Vince booking stuff. It, Dog was one of those people that. He was like super over right, way before WWE, yeah. especially in Mid South, and Vince brought him over, and just basically kept his gimmick, which worked for him because it really, really worked. He was super popular, but he really didn't. He really didn't take Dog more than just a gimmick, though. I mean, because like he he could have been yeah, really you're right, really you're right over. about that absolutely yeah. yep absolutely yeah he he could have really really been over at that time but he just he just kind of kept them as a gimmick and you know he's going to make the the kids happy and excited and he's a good merch guy and that's it I'm like <clears throat> a little underutilized man so yeah yeah but yeah good question though that's that's my four all right um. Yeah, I mean, super chat questions like that throughout the show because that's much more of a good conversation point than uh, anything else. Speaking of conversation points, we got EO Sky defeating Candice LeRae. I want to. I want to move on to something more important than this. Um, this is, <laughs> bro, this, don't sell this match, <laughs> uh, bro. Please stop. Stop. Stop with these two, bro. Listen. Um, this is th this is going along the exact same thing, guys. I, I laid out the Undertaker Kane to you for a reason. This was months and months and months of storytelling. That's why you get this reaction. Mm -hmm. Chris and I just spoke about Bobby Lashley. We love Lashley. We're fans of Lashley. There's no emotional connection to him being fired. And, guys, you can go back when Vince McMahon fired Stone Cold Steve Austin. There was a little bit of a difference. They do it again right here, Chris. Oh, by the way, Riddle's out six weeks? 
Now, from what Steve, uh, uh, Chris, maybe you know more than I do. Somebody said in my chat on Twitch today that he failed a drug test. Now that I, I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. I was taken back with the he's out for six weeks um, because I, I have not read about him getting hurt. I thought it was rehab related. Yeah, I, I, I don't know, but, but yeah. none of that is important. Mm-hmm. But the fact that one of their biggest stars is now going to be out of action for six weeks. And it was just an, Oh, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. That's how they sold it. When they did the solo gimmick last week, Uh, I think they mentioned it on SmackDown too. Like, yeah, well, this is what happened. And because of that, he's gone, he's out for six weeks and he was, I see, and I think with 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 uh, this is kind of like a blessing in disguise to me with with when it comes to Riddle because he's been just stale for significant. Amount I agree. Of time. I, I so. absolutely agree. I, I and and so then, bro. So we we've got that, which it, it's an oh by the way. Then, bro, bro, th- this is what drives me nuts, Chris. You know, when I was writing, especially for DX, I was watching the show today. Bro, there's a lot of clever sexual innuendo. Okay, mm-hmm. double entendres, especially, you know, Trip Triple H was given a lot of that. And it was like written at an adult level. It wasn't tiny balls and Triple H wasn't saying, oh, I got big balls. <laughs> it was done in a funny, creative way. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why that has made the list of you can have double entendres anymore where stuff has a double meaning and it it is as at an adult level but we got to go down to uh, i got big balls no you got tiny balls here's the reason why i'm bringing this up chris we've got a locker room full of testosterone Mm -hmm. these are wrestlers bro these are athletes these are supposed to be men's men how do we go throughout the whole show without one of them commenting on what that backstage interviewer is wearing. <laughs> like that, that's what I'm talking about. There, there is nobody that wouldn't have been, you know, you know, wish you would have say, uh, you know, Kevin yeah. up here. Like that, that's what I'm talking about, bro. You've got a beautiful, sexy woman, half naked in the back. And yeah. none of these testosterone charge guys are saying nothing. And then Chris, what happens? We, we've got Owens and Elias, and what are we doing? We're going back to Ezekiel now. Yeah. We, we just keep going back and back, and guys, yeah. move on, bro. Yeah. Move on. I guess that was the loose ends to, you know, to that because they didn't have any type of loose end, you know, to, to that. And they just had Kevin Owens become a babyface, and it, Elias has come out and just become basically a job guy nowadays. And so, yeah, Kathy Kelly was uh, definitely uh, very oh revealing. Oh, my God. Today. How does not somebody yeah. like come on, bro? Yeah. Like every it's- guy at home is sitting there saying the same thing like we're we're not gonna acknowledge her like really bro come yeah, you on know how you know how cancel culture is though nowadays you know but someone you, says but, something but, but, but chris you, you could do it in a creative way chris if 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 Miz is talking about the size of his balls mm-hmm. we can't make a comment to her in in a creative way Come on, man. Probably not in 2022. Because well, that'll, yeah. that'll get all the Twitter revs. And-, and what and what would happen, bro? Less less people would watch this show than are watching it already. Come on. No, but you know how the court the CPO is, and uh, you know, the court of public opinion. Oh, I can't believe that Kevin uh, Owens said that about bull, bull I can't crap, believe Elias. I think Elias isn't married, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely bull crap. <laughs> I, I I just watched a, a new stand-up special of my uh, favorite comedian on Netflix, uh, Sebastian Maniscalco. Mm-hmm. Brand new comedian. He and his whole routine is like, okay, bro, it's it's time to get over this. Mm. And and nobody's canceling him. Nobody, nobody's doing anything. If it's me, 
throw at least somehow, some way, use her for an, uh, a distraction. Mm. I could see a beautiful woman distracting me. Yeah. But it's yeah. just like, come on, bro. Like, th- these are athletes. They're men. They're mm. Indeed. Uh, speaking of athletes, we got Solo Sokoa defeating Elias. Uh, Solo and Sammy, they jump Elias at the end. Elias gets a Samoan spike, and Kevin Owens comes out. He makes the save, but then he stuns Elias. Like, I was I was looking at that segment. I was like, okay, so you don't like Elias. Why didn't you just let him get beat up more? Like, why would you make – why was he even out there? Well, here's what I would think, bro, because they have nowhere to go with either one of those guys. So now now Elias is going to be pissed that you gave me the stunner last week. So now we're going to have a match tonight. Yeah, they're going to have a match, but they're probably going to end up teaming up somehow and still losing against uh, the Usos or Sammy and Sokoa or something like that. Uh, It just... Yeah. trying to tie up those loose ends and then uh, it doesn't even make sense like Elias was even asking Kevin Owens to have his back you know what I mean it's like hey Vince I'm gonna beat you up a few months ago and then randomly come back uh, hey man so I, I got this uh this bar fight that I'm gonna be a part of man they called me out I'm I'm, I'm there because I have no fear but I do need some backup well, Vince, look, you, you game look how stupid they made him look last week remember yeah. He jumped yeah. the four of them, remember? Yeah. So he's he's not he's not the he's not the smartest knife in the drawer. We figured yeah. that out by now. Indeed. We have um Rick Rhea Ripley defeating Asuka. They're stripping down Asuka. I'm glad that she didn't wear that paint, but it seems like they're just kind of stripping her down. Bro, there, there's you know. a couple of things here. First of all, and, and again, call 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 me sexist, call call Raju and complain about me without that crap on her face. I could not believe how pretty and beautiful and attractive Oscar's face was. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, bro, I'm talking about magazine cover. And we've been putting shit on her, f- like, okay, but here's the one I really couldn't figure out. Dominic is wearing a shirt that says, I'm your mammy. Yeah. So is he identifying as a woman? Is Dominic identifying as a woman now? No, that was that's Rhea's shirt. I understand that, bro. But you got a guy wearing a shirt yeah. saying, I'm your. Did we not learn when Seth wore uh, the, the man's man and, and nobody ever let him forget that? Remember that? I know it's her shirt. Why is he wearing "I'm your mommy, mammy"? Doesn't that doesn't make any sense? He's just being a slave to to Rhea. And I see. I understand why he wore the shirt. I think it's weird, but okay, sure, he wore a shirt. But here's the thing that got me, Vince: the fact that they're trying to make the Judgment Day like some type of like really dark, sinister, like group that really has no fear right and just just really intimidating so you have like intimidating dominic's like oh i'm gonna i'm gonna be the big i'm gonna defy my dad i'm gonna beat my dad up i'm the mysterio right and all that you set up for mommy i can't see mommy mommy i can't see i'm like i know i know i know he should be the punk kid in the group with a chip on his shoulder. And the reason why he has so much confidence is because he's got this group. Yes. And and, and you can't get to him, bro. Yeah. And he goats you and he goats you and you can't get to him. But, bro, this is the bubble chicken. You know what, Chris? This is the bubble. And he, he here's my answer to that. If you are a chicken, you know what? the wrestling business would be your last choice of an occupation. Yeah. Am, am I right or wrong, bro? <laughs> You're a chicken, you know what, but yet I want to be in the wrestling business? Yeah. Come on, bro. How do you – that's who this kid should be, bro. Just that arrogant, cocky, 
that you just want to slap them yep. across his yep. mouth, bro, but you can't get to him. That, that, then, you know, when, when the opponent's down, he gets the t- tag, and then he mm-hmm. does the Eddie thing like he's been dominating. It, it's not that hard. No. But first, he begged off from Asuka. Bro, she, literally, Dominic's probably still growing Oscar's half his size. Yeah. He's begging off to Oscar, and then he's blinded by by the blue. Ma- yeah. I, I don't. I don't know, bro. And just I, the, I, I, the selling on the mess, man, was just it was awful. Like he, and then they go, and then and then Vince, they make another segment out of this. Yeah. Yep. And the segment was so pointless that nobody came in. It was just they went back and talk about wasting television time because they have to stretch three hours. They do that, and then he goes back and says, Mommy, I, I can't see. I can't. So clearly he's opened his eyes. I can't see. And then Damian Priest throws some pun out there. It's, I forgot. I even forgot what the pun was. I'm just like, why do we even need this as a, as a television segment? Why is this even a segment? What's the point of this? Mommy, I can't see. Is this going to take him away for a while is he going to be blindfolded like is she going to be like dominatrix and just pull him by a rope while he's like blindfolded like what are we what are we doing here like what's the point bro remember uh you know it's it's holiday season everybody one of the greatest holiday movies of all time the christmas story <laughs> bro remember the bully farkas remember yeah. Far- he should be for why can't he be farkas <laughs> that's heat bro that is heat and yes, you indeed. can't get to because bro for, you know damian priest is a big guy and if you you want to get to dominic you got to go through damian priest but the the oh my gosh bro they're so out of touch man yeah it made him look like a wuss it definitely wasn't judgment day-esque as far as what they're trying to build them up to be and and again you know you're putting you're putting rhea ripley in a lengthy match bro so she's like she's selling she's like everybody else Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. I, I couldn't imagine like China having matches like that. I mean, Triple H would have tore my head off. Mm. Like, Vince, what are you doing? Yeah. And, and, and here, here we go, bro. Like, really? Yeah. Rollin, one on I super chat, bro. Damien Priest made an STD joke about burning. They're allowed to do that, bro. Oh my God. They might get canceled tomorrow. Yeah. It could be. Oh, bro, I, I think that finish was messed up. The, uh, oh, the they're, oh last, my gosh. The last like, one. Did you see that, bro? So even before that, uh, that Bailey uh, uh, Bliss match, that was one of the worst women's yes. matches I've ever absolutely. seen. In my I absolutely life. agree. It was bro. absolutely horrible. Bots Fest. I heard a spot talking, uh, uh, talking about kicking the knee. Like it was just terrible and i'm like for some for two veterans for some two people who's been around for so long it's either like you just didn't care because you just don't like the trajectory of what's going on right now or you just had a a, a botch in the beginning and it just went downhill from there man yeah something happened that match to made it it was off yeah. the whole match man it was yeah. terrible and then uh the, the ray and eo that that was a few botches on that one too like it was just the women's matches tonight just weren't that good. Oscar uh, and uh, Rhea was decent, but Rhea's beaten Oscar like eighteen times already. So it's like it, it, it didn't bring me any type of like suspense that oh well maybe Oscar's going to win this time. She always loses to Rhea Ripley just about. So that wasn't uh, very compelling. Seth Rollins and Bobby Lassie at the end. Bobby tries to go for a spear. Yeah, what was that, bro? Like, what? Yes, I- he tried to, like, Seth tried to catch him into a pedigree from the spear, and it was just a lousy finish. It was bad. That that was bad. That was yeah. that that finish was bad. Something got messed up bad. Yeah, yeah. They tried to they tried to do the pedigree on it. Like, no one ever sells Rollins's pedigree, and I'm like. For someone like everybody else kicks out his, his pedigree when he's done that before. Reigns has kicked out before. And I'm like, out of any of the possible spots, this is the one this is the spot that you use to cause Bobby Lassie to get pinned. Like he got pinned. And I'm just like, 
And then all that that leads to him getting upset. Right? He he talks about the referee, and by the way, he's doing the baby face gimmick. But now he's upset because of of the ref was out. He he uh, twisted or torqued his ankle. And bro, something happened interesting, bro. And and we never really talked about it because you know why, bro? These these dirt sheets they don't talk about stuff like this because they're too busy rating matches and the, and the rope work. Mm-hmm. Remember, Chris, a couple of months ago, um, they were going to get time off. Remember, yeah. all the talent was going to get time off like yeah. a vacation, and they were going to they were going to take terms. Bro, do you know why they did that? Why is that? Because that's what they use as a crutch when they don't know what to do with somebody. I guarantee you, bro, they did this with Lashley. Mm. Lashley's going to be off for a while, Chris, because they don't have a clue as to what to do with them. Because, Chris, I am telling you as a television writer, okay, if you have a star on your show Bro, there's no vacation. <laughs> bro, and, and not only that, if you are a star, bro, you don't want a vacation. Yeah. You know, because now you're, you're getting over, spot. you're making yeah. money. Yeah, exactly. You don't want time off. So I'm watching this and I'm like, why would they take Lashley off of TV? Because they don't have anything for him, bro. They don't know what to do with them. So let, let him sit home for oh, a week. Horrible. Someone like Bobby Lashley, you don't have anything to do with. Man. Just <laughs> that, that pretty much sums it up right there. Uh, awesome sauce, five dollars super chat, bro. I know you're an old school fan. I'm good at I'm good at production and made a sitcom intro for the Golden Air WWF. You can search on our Reddit over it. Nice, very nice. Uh, <clears throat> follow me at uh, Chris Prolific and tag me on it uh, right there. Tag me on it on Twitter, and I'll and I'll, and I'll check it out, man. Good stuff. All right, man. That's raw. And uh, what, what were you graded and why? Oh God, bro. Well, the highlight was what the one backstage interview wore. <laughs> bro, I'm 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 giving this a D minus just because I don't want to give it an F because it, it it's just too obvious to give it an F. So I'm going to I'm going to give it a D minus uh and they didn't get an F for the very attractive woman in the back. Mm. Thank you Kathy Kelly for saving me. Oh, Kathy Kelly, yes. Let them know about Channel Attitude, my man. Yeah, guys, check it out, man. There was a sign. Did you see the sign at the beginning of the show, Chris? I Somebody didn't. had a huge sign, channelattitude.com, bro. bro. Wow. Yes. Very nice, man. Okay. That guy. Yeah, so guys, you want to check out our shows? Just go there, channelattitude.com. Very nice. Uh, yeah, people saying people are asking for toots. Toots, uh, he fell asleep while watching. Oh, him, yeah, so, he uh, goes, he goes to bed early, too. Yeah. And he's old, very old. Yeah, he uh, he tries to stay up, you know, as much as he can for the shows here, but he he doesn't, you know, he, he watches raw for about 10 15 yeah. minutes and falls yeah. asleep. So, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, channelattitude.com. Follow me at Chris Prolific. Uh, follow all my work here on uh. Sports Kita also go sub to my uh, Pancakes and Power Slam show on YouTube. Uh, it's fun. It's exciting. Vince has been there a bunch of times, and it's over ten years old, man. So uh, we just do Q and A's. Yeah, I just do Q and A's and just uh, have fun. I freestyle. I sing. I do a lot of fun stuff on my show. Very nice. I yeah, go follow that stuff, ladies and gentlemen. On behalf of the man Vince Russo, I am Dr. Chris Fredderstone. This is Elise and Raw. Have a good night, everybody. Shalom.